Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. I'm super excited about the show today. I'm featuring Dean Mueller, bass player, major foodie, and curator of music at the famous award-winning Lake Theater and Cafe. He is half of the Americana folk duo, Julia Michi. They are the 2019 recipient of the Cascade Blues Association Back What You Believe In Award. This award is given to a group or individual who has gone above and beyond to demonstrate a commitment to the blues community. We uh, brought that idea to the Oregon Music Hall of Fame and they let us partner with them so we started the program in, inside that organization. And then we just try to bring professional live shows that we would have at the theater or other places that are super quality shows and bring it to places like the senior centers that there's no way they can come out and see a show like that. Prepare to be amazed by Dean's traditional Christmas dinner delicious roasted bone marrow, and mouth-watering porcini braised short ribs with mashed potatoes. This holiday show is extra special since Julie and Dean have been regularly cultivating a network of musicians that give back to the community. Together, these two have created a number of organizations that reach out to those who would not otherwise have the opportunity to experience the joy and healing of live music. What led them to this life of giving? How often do they cook together? And what's in store for this fabulous team in the new year? Follow me into this great, fun kitchen and let's find out. So hi, Dean. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, this smells so good in here and apparently... I walked in just in time because, Dean, you're dishing up something that looks lovely. What is it? Yes, this is uh, roasted bone marrow. Roasted bone marrow. And toasted baguette. Wow. It sounds very, um, I don't know, visceral. <laughs> it's it's something else. It's kind of fatty, but um, it's, it's really good. And now I'm just dipping the toast in the bone marrow fat. Wow. That's like super fancy. It, yes. It's, Dip toast, and that's your little trick to just add more flavor? Yeah, so you might as well uh, soften the bread a little bit and put a little bit of the marrow fat on there. Mm -hmm. I I, it is fatty, but I believe it's really good for you. Um, and, does it um, have butter? Does the toast have butter on it? It has, some, it has some olive oil on it. Well, it looks delicious, so... Let's, uh, let's dig in. All right, awesome. So this uh, bone marrow, I'm putting on a little mixture of olive oil, uh -huh. lemon juice, uh, diced shallot, and parsley. And, and there's a, some very nice salt that we've gotten from um, Kingfisher Farms out on the Oregon coast. He, what kind of salt is it? This is regular salt, except it's not regular. He's got a really great way of making it. But it's, um, yeah, it's from Kingfisher Salt. In uh, Manzanita, Oregon. Great. Well, do you want to sit down and try some? Yeah, let's do it. Is this a stand in the kitchen kind of a thing? No, or? let's um, be civilized. And we're going to uh, bring our fabulous beverage that you already poured. What are we drinking? We are drinking Elk Cove Vineyards 2016 La Boheme Brut Rosé from the Yamhill Carlton AVA. Uh, why not? It's Christmas, grown. right? So a little pink bubbly is appropriate. Yeah. Mm, and it's your birthday next week. 
it, it is my birthday next week. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be years old. And uh, yeah, I usually have a little bubbly uh, on my birthday. And this would be this would be the perfect the perfect thing to have on Christmas Day. So yeah, and we perform out at Elk Cove Vineyards as well. So um, it's one of the many great vineyards, but uh, we especially like. It, it's in a beautiful setting. Elk do they Cove. have shows of different musicians like during the summer or? They do. It's not as big of a deal as like big concerts, but they they have um, shows and we usually play at their events for their wine club. So their Thanksgiving or their Christmas or uh, the beginning of the year. So, events yeah. like that. I belong to several wine clubs. Yeah. So, unfortunately. Yes. Well, okay, <laughs> technically, I don't belong. My guy Todd belongs. But, you know, I get the benefit of him belonging to this. <laughs> yes, this that's virus. awesome. So, support local wine. I'm always, I'm always good with that. So. Well, why don't you go ahead and dish up yourself a little toast and just dig the little spoon into some marrow. Okay. And the topping there. And you just scoop it out onto some toast. All right, ready? I'm gonna try it. Go for it. All right, here we go. You're the guinea pig. Oh, that is really good. Yeah, I know I sound surprised, but. Thank you. It's really good. How did you make this? Um, I just got really good bones uh -huh. from a, a farm down in Southern Oregon. Okay. And they just come like this, cut, ready to go, and you just turn the oven on 450 and you stick them in there for about 13 minutes till they're brown and then I add the toast to the same pan and you pull them out and uh, like I said that dressing is uh, shallots, parsley, lemon juice and olive oil and, you and there's it salt. A, you cooked, it, uh, sure. cooked it in a cast iron skillet and then put that in the oven? Yes. I, I just put it in the skillet because it captures all that fat or you could use a tray just mm -hmm. you got to do something because a lot of fat runs out of this one. And it cooks. did you have to ask them to cut the bones for you just like this, or they literally come in a package no, ready to go? They come ready to go. Because they know it's the holiday season, and yep. Dean's going to come in and that's cook right roasted bone marrow for Christmas. The nice thing about it is they're not that expensive because not a lot of people do this, except now that people are making bone broth, there is a higher demand for. They're really good. Beef bones, especially grass-fed. So this is something that you'd make for Christmas dinner? Yes. Your little treat. Do you yes. host and entertain and? No, usually it's Julie and I for dinner. We do our, our thing on New Year's hosting, but usually we have a quiet Christmas and. That's really sweet. How long have you guys been musically together? About seven years. And how'd you meet? In a bar. Where else? <laughs> I meant, how did you get together musically? How did you start, you know, like In a bar. <laughs> In a bar. Well, then there you go. You say how we met. Okay. My boyfriend was out of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like the beginning of a very good story. I think you should have some more wine before we, <laughs> before we start into this one. Okay. Um, and I went down to the local bar in Manzanita where I lived because there was this award-winning band that was playing there and Manzanita is just a little you know little village town on the coast and everybody was pretty into it so there was a lot of people there it was Dean's band the Insomniacs and um, so I met him that night and 
um, then we just kept running into each other on the street or running into each other at a restaurant at, at town. So we got to know each other like slowly over time as we kept running into each other. But we both had music in common because I was in a jazz band and he was doing blues. So we'd communicate about that back and forth. And then eventually once we were both single and, you know, on the same path, um, we started talking about music more and joined our blues and jazz backgrounds and started um, performing. We decided to do a show out at the beach, actually. Nice. Um, with Chris Carlson from the Duffy Bishop Band. He played guitar, and people really liked it. So that was kind of the beginning of the... That was, that was the beginning. That was that. <laughs> yeah. Do you play other instruments besides singing? No, I don't. I'd like to, but... You know, we have such great musicians around here, guitar players and piano, and mm -hmm. it's just like I kind of front the band and do that, and then we hire professionals to... To play guitar and piano. Yeah, I feel the same way because, you know, I have my own band, but when I perform, uh, even though I play piano and I played piano all the way through college, there is no way you were going to get me on the stage playing the piano with my music because why would I? Uh, my piano players are infinitely better than I am and they can interpret what I meant you know, by my chords and writing the charts I can do. But, you know, when they play, they play it. Yeah. And I would much prefer that over my version. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. So I, you're a bass player? Yes, I play the bass. Yes. And, so does my brother, by the yeah. way. I, I'm, I've been playing guitar lately, and I totally get what you're saying. And I'm, I'm doing a little bit of playing guitar live, but not too much yet. But... If we're going to end up doing the duo thing, in addition to a band kind of thing, I have to play guitar. So a lot of the new songs that we've written for this album, I play guitar on most of the tracks. Very cool. And so, then other people played guitar over and that, like, and it was really good. Please, well, we got just great guitar players that we like to use. Who do you use? Chris Carlson, Alan Hager, and Thad Beckman, and then a guy named Mike Gamble who we actually hadn't played with before. So that he was a nice addition to the album, but the other guys we play with all the time. And then Dave Fleshner played keys. So I hear you guys have a show coming up uh, this Monday, December 23rd. What's that all about? Yeah, so that's our fifth annual um, Sugar and Spice, a holiday treat concert. And it's- oh, I love <laughs> that title. Yeah, LaRonda Steele came up with that. Um, and uh, we've performed that with LaRonda Steele, and usually her daughters come, and then her husband, Mert Steele, plays keys. Carlton Jackson will be on drums, Dean's playing bass, um, LaRonda and I sing, and it's just super fun. It's the fifth year we've done it at the Lake Theater, and it sells out every time. And um, last year, it was a fundraiser for Fly Me to the Moon, the um, project uh, within the Oregon Music Hall of Fame that brings live music to senior communities. And so this year it'll be a fundraiser for that as well. So LaRonda and I know each other because she was my very first guest on season one of the Marty's Music oh, Kitchen podcast. What did she make? She made a family recipe. and I think she called it Gloppity Goop. I'd have to look it up because it's different. But um, it was delicious. It was uh, one of those everything in the kitchen kind of things with... Um, spinach and uh, I think it had pasta and different things with it. It was delicious. So, and you can find that recipe online. Nice. That on sounds. I'll like have to invite Lironda, my stuff. Like, 
I'll just, have to invite myself over. Yeah, for dinner. and her daughter came um, and cooked with us, and we had a really good time. Mm -hmm. Oh, fun! Yeah. Nice. So this That's organization, um, the Fly Me to the Moon organization, is that one of the ones that you created? Yes. Yes, we uh, brought that idea to the Oregon Music Hall of Fame, and they let us partner with them. So we started the program in inside that organization. So that's a 501c3. And then we just try to bring professional live shows that we would have at the theater or other places that are super quality shows and bring it to places like the senior centers that there's no way they can come out and see a show like that. So are there Oregon Music Hall of Fame musicians that are part of that program? Yes, there are. We've got um, Carlton Jackson plays really? regularly. I love him. He, he played uh, for me in a couple of shows. Awesome. He's awesome. Um, Duffy Bishop's done yeah. it she she will do shows when she's in town uh-huh and paul brainerd paul brainerd has done them and then three lake torso there they played at our benefit last year and they're interested in doing shows as well they, so so we've also got a show set up for 2020 with shirley nanette norman sylvester and we're bringing in our patsy klein show somewhere so we're uh, expanding the number of music musicians that are part of the program right now and we're looking to do a lot of shows next year. I think that is really something very special and I'm so proud. I hope that you feel deeply good about creating that organization and bringing music to people because I think music helps heal. I think it brings joy and it's a key part of our existence as yeah. humans, I think. It's super cool. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Oh, I forgot to mention, LaRonda Steele's been a big part of it as well. And Ellen White's also going to do a show next year. So there we go. A lot of great people that are interested. And also, we really benefit from it. It feels great to do. So it's fairly easy to find musicians to do it. And the senior centers love it. Julie just sings all those old classic tunes. And they can really relate to it. And it does some amazing sure. good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. there's a lot of studies now on music and Alzheimer's. Yeah. And how um, not only will music bring people out of their shells so that they can actually have conversations um, right after they've been listening to music that they know, but it also can help us prevent Alzheimer's by keeping, um, there's a certain chemical in our brain that we produce that my former guest, Dr. Larry Sherman, would know, but I can't remember it. Um, I think it's myelin. Um, but um, if we use those activities, it keeps the myelin, the, the elasticity in our brains, which helps prevent um, and stave off things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So mm -hmm. music plays a really important part in that process. Wow. Yeah. Very we good. Agree. We agree. Yeah. And yeah. it also, it's a good balance to all of the other educational fields like math and science. I mean, it's, you know, it's very, um, it's very right brained. So Dean, let's, I know you've got some other stuff going on in the kitchen. Do you want to go take care of that? While yes. Let's, let's do that. We've sous vide little mashed potato mixture. So, uh, Ju Julie did mean? that. Um, that is cooking under in a vacuum bag at a specific temperature in a hot water bath. Really? Yeah. And that's, oh, I'm just now realizing there's this funky machine on the counter that's got um, degrees on it and everything. And this is called yeah. a sous vide. Yeah. We love um, using it. We use it mostly for meat, but um, 
we're experimenting with this today. Wow. Ooh, for I like you, it. Just for you. An experiment on Marty's Music Kitchen. So this is a, a bag, and you can see there's rosemary in there, butter, there's whole milk with cream, and these potatoes. So they've uh, just basically cooked in here. It's like you marinated them while you were cooking them. Yeah. Delicious. So instead of boiling the potatoes like you do for mashed potatoes, yeah. this is cooking in milk and butter. Yeah, there's garlic, whole cloves of garlic, rosemary, and the butter and the milk. And then it just marinates in its own juices instead of becoming like diluted by being boiled. I'm sure there's a fine point before they become, you know, total mush, but you're gonna mash them anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. right. Well, there is. You know, most sous vide, you actually have like a four hour window. It's amazing. They Meat doesn't really change that much. Ah. So it's, it, let's say it's done in an hour and a half, you can pull it out in three hours and it's the same and because the temperature is constant and it comes up to a certain level and doesn't change. Something like this that can change textures faster as you cook it more would definitely um, age a little bit, but these should match nice and probably anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half would be a good time to take these out. But you've got a pretty, pretty wide window. When you cook meat, you're also cooking it in a bag like this? Yes. Okay, so this looks like a lot like a seal-a-meal bag. Yeah, it basic, it's a food saver bag. Yeah. Could you take something feasibly out of the freezer and then stick it in the sous vide? You can, and some people say meat's just as good that way, but I generally, I do freeze it ahead of time, oftentimes with some lemon or butter or whatever, and I'll stick it in the freezer, uh -huh. and then I bring it out that morning, and then we drop it in there and cook it. So not, not quite freezer to not sous quite, but close. Right, right. Nice. It's a great way to cook meat. You have to finish the meat. So, you know, pulling it out of a bag, nobody wants to eat a steak that looks like it's been pulled out of a bag. Oh. But it's cooked really well. So then you sear it in cast iron or take a torch to it. And then you sear the outside and then the insides really consistently cook and the outside has that nice char. Can you cook meat to a certain, like rare, medium rare, to a certain depth? Yeah, you can dial it in to the exact tenth of a degree. I am so impressed. And it works out the same way every time. So I like meat at like 122.5 degrees, and that's rare, but it's, it has a long enough time that, to sit there at that temperature. The inside isn't like bloody. The whole thing is at the exact same temperature. Mm. Yeah, so you can make say 125, 127, so you can just experiment with it. And like I said, time isn't really the issue. So You've really piqued my curiosity and uh, I'm excited to try that at some point. All awesome. right, so let's get mashing these potatoes. Okay. All right, so you just clipped it and you're dumping it into a colander. Yes, and I'm getting the liquid off because I'm gonna run them through a ricer. That's basically butter and milk and potato juice there. Ooh. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna run it through the ricer. Mm -hmm. Julie and I are like, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Boy, it makes Do it you want to help me with this, Marty? I would love to. Let's see if it works, but so I basically and... need, need those put in there. And if you come across uh, rosemary or something. Take it out? Yeah, Don't just don't pick it up. Rosemary, I just recently moved into a new house. Yeah. And I have, I moved my uh, rosemary bushes from my old house. So I've been taking cuttings to make fall food out of it. Isn't rosemary great that way? Yeah. Um, and we are gonna keep the garlic, right? Yes. It looks like maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing four cloves of garlic in here. 
What There's do you think, five. Julie? Five? Oh, this is going to be so good. Right. And we're putting this in a, a giant ricer. I've only seen the little ones that you... Oh, this is you working know, you, great. You push through. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a, mm -hmm. like a lever, yeah. and you push it down. and. Yeah, this is a food mill. So it's coming through there nice. That looks great. And then we, it should just be able to fold in the liquid. I have a big hunk of garlic in this little scoop here. Nice. I we actually use half the butter that the recipe calls for. Half? Yeah. That was half the butter? Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good for you. For we, we were amazed at how much butter it called for. But I think it'll be excellent. It was 16 tablespoons of butter. 16 was, tablespoons? Yeah. I was for, like, are For you two sure? pounds of <laughs> potatoes. Amazing. Okay, so now we've got these these potatoes that are run through the ricer, so then we're going to add this back in and fold it. Yeah, so why? Oh, good, because I was wondering if you guys were going to dump that beautiful butter stuff in. <laughs> no. And clearly not. Oh, Julie's laughing. That's She's like, oh, yeah, no. No, it's just no. so that we can control how much goes back in here mm -hmm. and get the texture to of To get them. the right consistency. You know, I forgot to tell you that my dish is... Uh, the one I'm always in charge of for Christmas Day is potatoes. Really? And this looks like maybe something I should try. Do you uh, do mash? In a week for Christmas, for Christmas dinner. Yeah, oh, it. yes, definitely. Thank you. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> Amazing. Does it need more butter in there? Does it need more butter? Was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> The flavors of the rosemary and the garlic are blended in a perfect fashion Yeah. when you cook them like. I'm assuming it's because of the cooking process. Yes, yes. And the fact that they're cooked in milk and mm -hmm. butter, and I didn't really put much salt in there. So, so I'm is this a, a special salt that you get from the coast? Yes, this is from Kingfisher Saltworks. Kingfisher Saltworks. Yes. And that's in Manzanita, Oregon. Yep. So this particular salt says hand harvested method solar. What's that mean? Yeah, so that's really interesting. So there's a pretty big company that made, you know, sea salt pretty popular right now called Jacobson's. Uh-huh. And they're great, but what they do is actually they boil the water out of the salt. So it's flake salt. Um, what Kingfisher is, is it's one of the oldest organic farms on the coast, probably in Oregon. Um, and Jeff Terneri is the farmer. And he decided he wanted to do, start doing salt. So he has crab fishermen, crab boats go out so they're not in the bay, go way out and get um, uh, barrels of water from the fresh fresh ocean and he gets a thousand um, pounds of water and he can make 350 pounds of salt out of that and how he does that is he takes it and he puts it in ponds um, in his greenhouses and then he turns on some fans and they close up the greenhouse and they get up to 140 or 150 degrees and the water evaporates out and when it does that the essential uh, minerals like potassium, calcium, magnesium, there's so many trace minerals, stays in the salt. So we don't, you're not boiling it off, but you're evaporating the water out. And then it's still kind of damp. 
And so they put it in this like mesh, these mesh totes, and then they drain the excess water out and then they spread it back onto tables and they air it out so that all the water comes out. Oh, so it's, kidding. yeah, it's not flake salt. It's different. It's a different texture. It's a different taste. And he does some where he does it in bamboo and that, that's this black salt here. So when they say solar method or method solar, it's you, evaporated by the sun and not boiled off. I didn't so. know that we made salt in Oregon. Yeah. I mean, cause you always think salt is traditionally from, you know, other sources, but you don't think yeah. of it being local. I mean, we do have an ocean yeah. of salt in it. I'm gonna yeah. taste yeah. it. Yeah, taste it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's almost like it's spicy or something. It's really mm -hmm. amazing. I could eat this all on its own. I could picture this on a little piece of toast with butter. And then um, my guy Todd, he always sprinkles a little salt on top. Mm -hmm. Delicious. And this one's the bamboo one where he, I forget the process exactly. Oh my gosh, look at that color. Yeah, so it's wow. kind of smoky. Um, so, the, so yeah, I just, I wanna give a shout out again to Jeff Chenary and Kingfisher Salt Works. Mm -hmm. And um, also say these are his potatoes and his carrots. He's a wonderful guy, but you can only get it right now in Manzanita at uh, go to Wild Grocery or Finisterre. Um, but he's not mass producing it yet. Well, I don't know, 350 so. pounds of salt. Yeah. kind of sounds like mass <laughs> yeah, producing to me. Yeah. This um, right. black salt is also delicious. It has a, a different flavor to it. But it's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's smoked inside bamboo. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese style. So are we opening up another wine for dinner? I noticed you yes. have three more bottles. Let's do that's that. a good question. On the counter. Yeah. Which one are we gonna um, pick? Let's do Lang. Okay, tell me about it. We'll do Lang. Um, this is a great winery owned by Don and Wendy Lang. It's been going a long time and they're great supporters of music. We've done a couple gigs out there uh -huh. and uh, we just love them. And they're great people. They make great wine. They got great taste in food, so. And where's out there? Carlton. Oh, so close by. Yeah, let's get the Pinot glasses out. Ooh, Pinot, love it. What year is this? This is a 2015 Three Hills Cuvier. And this is probably the perfect wine. Cheers. To go with. Oh, here we go. Wait. A lot of mm -hmm. different wine would go yeah. with this, but we want to stick with Oregon. So I, um, I, I might pair an Italian, like a Barolo or something like that, with this with this meal. With the Christmas dinner. Yeah, but um, you know we wanted to use. We love Oregon wine, and we wanted to use it for tonight. So. So um, here here's to Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, cool. Hmm. It's good. It's got like a a lot of the pepper flavor um, on the front end. It'll go good with this. And I'm not really good about what telling you what the what the notes on the back end are, but I'm sure they're there. So you've pulled the ribs out of you had them in a crock pot. Yes, they've been braising all day. And did you put any kind of seasoning or sauce in them uh, to spice okay. it up a little bit? Yes. So I browned them on all sides with the salt pepper and bacon fat. In your cast iron? Yeah. And bacon fat that from, we use bacon from Olympia Provisions. Butter and bacon fat. Yeah, and then that browns the outside <laughs> and you get all those drippings in the pan, then you deglaze the pan with uh, the porcini broth that I uh -huh. made from the porcini, the, the porcinis that we collected on what the What are beach. porcinis? They're a type of 
uh, mushroom that's associated ah. with Italian food, I mostly. I can see that you have jars of interesting looking mushrooms on your counter. Do you buy those sometimes? No, uh, we collect those. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're We've, mushroom hunters. Yes. Which is actually a common thing in Oregon for people who don't know. Um, but you have to know your stuff because there are also many poison varieties, I understand. Yeah. Um, in Oregon, so you have to know what you're collecting. You do. Right? Yes, and I think we're okay tonight. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> soon, won't we? Wow. No, the, these are really easy. Porcinis, everything we do, we're 100% confident of. It's really no question. How did you learn how to cook like this? This is amazing. I mean, these oh, plates you. look thank like you. chef quality, Dean. Well, I think going to, liking good food and going to good restaurants and mm -hmm. understanding, trying just go, I want to do something like that. How is that done? And right now with the internet, you just go online and you can, you know, you can't look at the first recipe you come across, but you can look at a few and you pretty Combine much, them. well, that's kind of how you do it. And then, you know, nothing here is measured. It's just learning how to braise short ribs. So and I then you can use different liquids. You could mix it up, use more wine. We also use bone broth in here. You should hear me now at a good restaurant because I'm always trying to pick it apart. I can blame the podcast, but I'm always like, oh my gosh, this must have cinnamon and nutmeg. And I'm yeah. trying to break down the ingredients while I'm eating it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's have some. Yeah, let's go sit down. The Marty's Music Kitchen Podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. Wow. I feel right now like I'm in a four-star restaurant. You are. All right. Here we go. Here we I'm going to try it. You've got um, some of the sauce. You put um, the short ribs over the potatoes and then kind of glazed it. Yep. Did you? Are there carrots in here? Yeah. That's, it started with carrot, celery, and onion on the bottom of the pan and so that just becomes part of the the sauce and then you've got the beef broth in there and the porcinis mm. can i come to your house for christmas sure this is we'll be out at the beach oh really yeah do you have a place at the beach yeah we have we we're in Mantanita a lot we so love the i'll coast. be at the beach this weekend we have a show out there yeah. on the 21st if you want to come really Called sugar and spice we're taking the show out there and it benefits uh, the nonprofit that Julie program that Julie started. This is um, through a nonprofit called Mud Nick Foundation. It's two. It's the two um, founders' last names, Mud and Nick. And the Mud Nick Foundation serves Niakani School District 56. Uh huh. So I. Um, I approached them and I had an idea. I said, why don't we do a musical enrichment program for the district and I will write grants to um, bring more musical opportunities and experiences. So I've written $31,500 worth of grants. What? That have been received. <laughs> yeah. You've funded $31,000, a little over $31,000 in grants. Yeah. Because I didn't, it's a nonprofit where people donate, and I didn't want to go to the nonprofit and say, hey, let's do this totally new program and take out of your funds that serves the kids and um, other projects that they're doing. So I said, why don't we do a new project? And uh, if I can write the grants and be successful at it, 
Um, so none of the money's coming out of them. It's coming out of fabulous grants and sponsorships by the Cascade Blues Association, Oregon Community Foundation, Ford Family Foundation, M Miller Foundation, Aaron Myers Music in the Schools. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah, so, so, um, this, so we do workshops in the schools, and then the kids have a chance to perform with the professional mentors that lead the workshops at performances that they do. So on Saturday... Lorana Steele did a choir workshop out there, and she will be um, she will be leading the high school and middle school. Some of the students from the choir there, and they will be part of the show. And then we are featuring a soloist um, from the school um, who plans to go on and make a professional career out of uh, music. So it, that's Saturday at the NCRD. Yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah. Really, really wonderful. Thank you. Do it's you have amazing. any other hidden organizations besides? Between that and Music Mondays and our own music thing, we're as busy as we need to be. And we're remodeling the house, too, so mm -hmm. that's always Well, I'm uh, glad you're talking because it's giving me a chance to eat. What are you I'm thinking not kidding. of that? I've eaten a lot of really great restaurants in this past couple of years. Really, really world-famous restaurants. And this meal is right up there at the top. Thank you. It's got the perfect amount of butter. I don't know what kind of wine you put in it. It must have wine in it. It does. It has Pinot Noir in it. Which winery? That was Erath. Erath. Are yeah. you a fan? I am. So the, the broth is made from bone broth that we made, the porcini, the rehydrated porcini juice. Is this what I'm eating now? This is porcini? Yeah, that's a 19, 2014 porcini right there. Mm. Yeah, we age them as, as long as we can and they get stronger and stronger. The mushrooms? Yeah. You age mushrooms? I've yeah. never heard of aging mushrooms. I mean, apparently I'm new to the whole mushroom thing. So I can see the jars. So I know you collect them and you must dry them and put them in jars. But I didn't realize that there was an aging process just like wine. I don't think we realized that either until we started, well, we dried them and we started kind of collecting them in about 2014. And then we noticed like they just get more fragrant over time, it seems like. Um, so we tend to use the older ones. And so we have this year's vintage. Um, so. Yeah, these these are the oldest ones, and they just seem to like like they get more concentrated almost. Hmm. It's interesting. And they don't break down because you've already dried them. Yeah, there's probably so. some point where you want to make sure you use them, but <laughs> there's five probably years, some point where they become five toxic. years is not well. It's they may lose something. I don't know. So far, we go back five years, and it's all good. Just for your listeners, this is so easy to make. If you just go online and look for any braised short rib recipe, and if you got a slow cooker, that's how we did it, you're going to see a lot of information, and it's really one of the, it's a super easy dish to so make. So don't be overwhelmed. No. Go ahead and try it. Yeah. It's an all-day thing. You know, you, you have but to it's a, it's brown the... it's a fix-it and leave it, though. Yeah, right? it is. I haven't, I got up at 8, eight this morning. Thank you, by the way. Worked about an hour and a half on this, got it started, and then we haven't touched the... Slow cooker until. Mm. Uh, so very, very good. Yeah. Delicious. Thank you. The mashed potatoes in the sous vide was. Oh, yeah. It's the worked. perfect combination. Mm -hmm. And I can yeah. taste the garlic in the mashed potatoes. 
And for some reason, I feel like it just adds this deep field of flavor. Yeah. And then you have the Pinot on top of that. Really good. I can see why you like this at Christmas. So tell me, where do these short ribs come from again? Because they are outstanding. Yeah, they're great. They're uh, Wagyu beef, which is um, from Japan. But this is a farm down in southern Oregon at Gold Beach called Pacific Rogue. And they make uh, organic, grass-fed fantastic delicious yeah so mm -hmm. i would suggest if you're going to make this to use quality meat spend a little extra it's a special meal and that's one thing that you know in portland we are so lucky to have so many different places that have quality foods organic grass-fed uh beef you know all those different things that we have access to that many people in the united states don't so we got lucky Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really want to hear you guys sing, and I know that there's a bass in the room, and I'm wondering if I might be able to, I don't know, coax you, ask you really nicely if you might entertain us with a song. What do you think? Sure. <laughs> she had to actually think about that. Um, of course. Sure. And of see, course. you guys go over there and sing, and that's just so I can eat the rest of the rest All right. of myself. No, I'm kidding. That's a deal. Um, I know that um, you have a new album out, right? Yes, it's coming out in April. April? And yeah, we've had it for a while, but we haven't done like a major... We haven't officially re released it except selling it to people that we know so ah. that we could try to do a national... Fantastic. I ...campaign and see if it works. So we're right. going for it. Great. Well, I'm sure you're performing them now, though, right? Yes. That's how I... When I write, that's definitely how I... You know, I write something... And then I go out and perform it, and then I come back and I re, I retool it. I'm like, oh, those background vocals should have been this, and this chord isn't quite right, and I retool it, and then I go perform it again, and then it's just like, you know, cooking the the beef. It gives it like a deeper field, right? It yeah. gives it some more, gives it more time to develop what it's supposed to be. So, mm -hmm. all right, so you'll play something for us? Yes. Yeah. Great. But before that, I need to open another another wine. So this is a Native Flora. It's some friend of ours that have a winery, and this is called Time in a Bottle. It is a gorgeous label, yeah. let me just say. It's black yeah. with um, kind of a gold um, centerpiece, and then Native Flora is in bright, kind of a metallic red. Yeah, it's a great it's winery. It's really beautiful. And yeah. uh, where's that winery based? They're in Carlton. Oh. Yeah. They're, you're a Carlton fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And this is called Time in a Bottle. So I won a contest for naming the wine. So they gave me a case called Name Time in a Bottle. Jim Croce, right? Uh, time yep. in a Bottle? Yep. Well, I can sing you that song right now. Well, let me go find my guitar. All right. So, Julie, um, what song are you guys going to sing for us? Um, I think the best option is to play the title track of our new album which is called I Loved You So, which is kind of mysterious. Um, it was a song that uh, Dean had learned actually up at uh, band camp up in Port Townsend, a blues band camp. Band camp. Yeah. <laughs> you went to band camp? You every know, year, a movie every year I go to band camp and I do have stories. <laughs> so this song was one that he, we didn't really, we kind of borrowed part of it. And it has a great kind of guitar riff to it. And Dean came home from guitar camp um, a year ago in October. And he was like, I've got this great uh, 
guitar riff, um, but it, the lyrics are just, it's about the crucifixion of Christ and can we make new lyrics? So to be honest, we drank some wine and we sat down on the couch <laughs> and we were just, you know, fooling around and we came up with, yeah, this we were just having fun. And then this song came out of it. We played it for our producer and he said, that's the weirdest <laughs> song I've ever heard. All right. I met you late last night. I met you late last night. I met you late last night. I loved you so. One day I was real fine. It's cause I thought that you was mine. I met you late last night. I loved you so. We promised to be wed. We promised to be wed. We promised to be wed. I loved you so. One day I was real fine. It's cause I thought that you was mine. We promised to be wed. I loved you so. My mama always said, don't fall in love too fast. I took one look and knew my heart was meant for you. I thought that you'd be mine until the end of time. So I went to get the rings, came a running home. I caught you in the bed. I caught you in the bed. I caught you in the bed, legs all spread. One day I was real fine, it's cause I thought that you was mine. I caught you in the bed, I loved you so. I went to get my axe, I went to get my axe. I swung it clean and fast, I loved you so. One day I was real fine, it's cause I thought that you was mine. I went to get my axe, I loved you so. My mama always said, don't fall in love too fast. I took one look and knew my heart was meant for you. I'd be there by your side until the day you died. I never thought that day would come so soon. <laughs> they whooped me off to jail. They whooped me off to jail. They said I'd burn in hell. I loved you so. One day I was real fine. It's cause I thought that you was mine. They said I'd burn in hell. I'll see you there. I love that song. Yeah. I love it because <laughs> fun, the, it? when I looked you up earlier, I saw um, Dean. You had the axe, right? And you had the shovel <laughs> in the picture. And now mm -hmm. I understand yep. because I've heard the title track about uh, burying your loved one. Yeah, yeah, it's which a is sad pretty song. funny. Yeah, I like the humor. Yeah. So when is your CD release party? It's in April, April, but we don't have a specific day or place for it yet. Okay, yeah. so if I were um, in the listener audience today and I wanted to find out when that was, um, could I get on a mailing list? Yes, you could email. Uh, you can get on the mailing list by going to juliamichi.com, going to the contact page, and, that's and there's a form. And and the contact page. Yep. And then we can put in, I'm going to personally put in my address because yep. I think you guys are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, where else can we find out more about you? 
Facebook. You can Facebook. stalk us on Facebook. Yes, you can stalk us. And we do, we're at the Lake Theater and Cafe a lot. That's probably where we'll do another CD release show. And we do our Patsy Cline show there and our Nina Simone show with Lorana Steele there. And we're doing the holiday show, the John Prine show. So we do a lot of music mm -hmm. there. So. And I'm actually going to see if I can come to your show this weekend. Oh, of all yeah. the places That'd to be, be cool. at the beach in 20 minutes away. Yep. Um, just by chance, I think I should come. What do you think? I think definitely. Yeah. It's a beautiful show. And it's on the solstice. So we're bringing Perfect. the light back. All right, well, um, let's do um, cheers to 2020, the solstice. Yes. And to our mutual future success. All right. All right, cheers. Cheers. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank Reflecting you. Reflecting on the words I wrote, thoughts that used to be. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Find out how you can become a patron of this podcast and get a free season one digital or hardbound cookbook for Valentine's Day at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.